Welcome to Five Car Garage, the uh, podcast about cars and stuff, right? So, hey, cars are cool. Um, today, we're meeting with a really good friend of the podcast, Chad Swigert. Hi, how you doing? And Chad actually is also helping out with Skate Camp this week in yeah. League City, Texas. Yes, League City, Texas. Yeah. Very south. So, Chad, you're a skateboarder, you're a musician, you're an artist, you're... What else? What else do we want to add to that? Of course, you're a dad and a yeah. husband... Yep. Um, I, I mean, I, graphic design, I do graphic design, videography. And that's my main gig. Um, right on. Just recently <laughs> told you that I run, run a vending machine business yeah, as man. a side business. So a little bit of everything. Right on. So. Jack of all trades, dude. Yep. Very cool. Well, I'm excited to hear about um, your picks here because okay. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to be interesting. Yes. So... As you know, um, this whole premise is that you have this space and okay. I'm asking you the question, so what would you do with this space? Like what cool, what cool things would you put in it? So, okay. right, right, right. um, this can be in any order or any order of importance. And, uh, when you're ready, man, let us know. Okay. So you want just like, just let it rip. What, what, what I would put in these spaces Dude, these we're just five, we're just going for it. Car garage space. Yes. Okay. Um, so obviously there would be some cars in it. Cool. We, let's start with let's start with cars <laughs> okay. for sure. How, how many do I have on there? I have three, right? You've got my list. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at them right now. Okay, so, you've got three cars. Okay, so the first the first one um, that I remember <laughs> is the '49 Mercury. That's right. Um, and you know what? I told you earlier that that it was a convertible in the movie, but it was not a convertible. Um, I, I, from what I could tell, it was a hard top. So what movie? Are you I was going to say, and, and the movie that I'm referencing is, of course, Rebel Without a Cause uh, with James Dean. Um, do you want the story behind that a little bit? Why? Why? Dude, okay. Yeah, we we want, the, we want the story for sure. Okay. So in high school, I was into I got really got into old cars and just old things. Like um, uh, me and a buddy, we would go to his his grandfather's house. We call him Paw Paw. So we mm-hmm. went to his Paw Paw's house, who lived on a different property. So this house was always empty, but it was like this, just like suspended in time. Like it had an old you know '60s refrigerator in it, and and just all kinds of old stuff. His girl, his tool shed looked like something out of a saw movie but it's because it was like old old stuff you know like the drills were actually the hand drills and stuff (laughs) like that and so we just really got in that whole culture of like 30s 40s 50s kind of culture um we all drove old cars we used to school early park them all up in the front i had a 63 pontiac bonneville buddy had a 56 chevy truck i think it was um, there was a 68 Chevelle in there in the mix, a 65 Impala. And so we all just would pull these cars up to school and like park them up in front to look cool and everything. Cut the wheels, you know, turn the wheels to make them look like oh, a car yeah, show dude. and stuff. And so we just were just into that old culture and stuff. So we, we would listen to old radio shows in that tool shed mm-hmm. while drinking bottled Coca-Colas out of a 50s Coke ice chest. Whoa. And so we just got in that whole thing. And so, of course, with all that Rebel Without a Cause, kind of got in the mix. Okay. And just I loved the way the car looked. The, yeah. The lines. It just looked mean. One of the meanest looking cars I think there is. The grill. For sure, man. Yeah, so just yeah. that would be one if I could just put a car in it. It'd definitely be a forty nine Merc, dude. That's a really good <clears throat> choice to start off with. So yeah, yeah. the forty nine fifty Merc is a really popular car, whether it's a hardtop or convertible. Yeah. So 
the interesting thing that I that I learned about this car though was um, that straight out of the factory, mm-hmm. you're talking about like a 255 L head V8, which is Jeez. like makes 110 horsepower. <laughs> okay, so get, get this: the quarter mile in 21 seconds. So you know that's like <laughs> that's like Honda Accord time. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I did see something to that effect. Like they were saying it wasn't like a, a, yeah, know, a speedster. Yeah, That's right. That's right. Maybe it, that's why James Dean drove a Porsche. Well, that's what's kind of cool, time. man. I think that what's cool about this car, though, is kind of what it became. You know, not really what it started out yeah, as, yeah, yeah. but really kind of what, and what, with what happens in car culture a lot, right, is that, yeah. uh, is that they become something cool. So interestingly enough, also, about the Mercury Convertible mm-hmm. 49. Yeah. Featured in 1978's Grease. Yes. It was yeah. the villain's car. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know this, man, but the car's name is actually Hell's Chariot. <laughs> with There you go. I would just say this. not If you look back at that car with uh, you know the bad guy in it, right? Uh, not a great flame job. Like There are some really cool cars with flame oh, jobs. Yeah, yeah. This, this one was not well done, in yeah. my opinion. But, uh, Probably some studio guy did it. Totally. The Hell's, the Hell's Chariot, okay? <laughs> is... Uh, so nice. another I did, famous, I know the name of the another, yeah, me neither, man, another famous 49, uh, Merc. So also one in, uh, which was probably a movie that I'll be able to talk about every single podcast, but, uh, also American Graffiti. Oh yeah. One yeah. featured there too. Yeah. I told you, yeah. That was one that got in the mix. With the Chop Top, movies. man. Yeah. Yeah. For awesome. sure. For sure. So. Okay. Good first pick, dude. <laughs> why don't you give us? Uh, why don't you give us your second pick of okay. this dream? We'll go, I'll go in your order because now I remember the, the other two parts. Okay, right on. So we'll go with uh, the uh, fifty-seven, uh, nineteen fifty-seven Studebaker Golden Hawk. There is not a lot of story behind this one. Okay, um, it's strictly that's the car my dad always talked about. Um, he loved that car. He never owned one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Uh, he like a neighbor had one or something when he was growing up, like you know, in the, okay. the, the like the, he he saw it brand new, yeah, you know, yeah. and I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And so it was always this thing, especially when I got in the old car kind of culture in high school. I was like, man, it'd be really cool one day to like just get one. Like maybe I'll be rich one day and like buy a, yeah. a, a Golden Hawk, you know, for my dad or whatever. So um, unfortunately, that never happened, um, mm-hmm. and I still probably couldn't afford one today. <laughs> right. Absolutely, I think but, you're absolutely right about. But that. if I could plug one into that one of those empty, you know, garage uh, areas uh, spaces, I definitely would put a '57 right Studebaker Gold. Dude, Hawk. that's one of those cars that people who are car people kind of know about that car, yeah. but people who aren't will probably have no idea. And I just love even the name of it. It's oh, a Studebaker I, Golden Hawk, and I think they had a Silver Hawk too. Okay, I'm yeah. pretty sure they had a like yeah, but the Golden Hawk obviously is, is better. It's that's gold. right. You know what's another cool one? The what? Platinum Hawk. Is there a Platinum Hawk? No, there's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> but there should be, dude. Yeah. We'll and that thing to... is going to be shiny. Yeah, you know we'll have I mean? to resurrect the car company first. For sure. So, 57 Studebaker Golden Hawk, man. Okay, so just to nerd out just a little bit. Okay, yeah. Um, a guy named Raymond Lowy uh, was the designer. Okay, oh, okay, that was kind of the designing firm for this car. And, and if there's, it's one of those cars that you really look at and you think, that was like... That was truly designed because oh yeah every, every part corner, of it right? curve yeah. line it wasn't like oh yeah we got to put a door handle here yeah they didn't go to the bin from some other car <laughs> maker and like piece this thing yeah. together this was this was actually a like you feel like every you feel like every element of that car was put under a microscope yeah yeah they're like yes the attention and it's probably why they didn't do too well 
because they probably spent way too many man hours. Probably so. <laughs> that seems to be some of the best cars that have ever been created. Also, those car companies go under yeah. because they put too much into research and, and design. <laughs> so, also with Raymond Lowy, he also um, designed the 63. You're going to want to look this up, um, Five Car Garage listeners, the, if you don't already know. The 63 Studebaker Avanti, which is, which is a car also. <laughs> the name, another cool name. Yes, an Avanti. It yeah. sounds like a kind of like mineral water. Um, to me, I thought of like an 80s Coke dealer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Avanti? Go check them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, another cool car. <laughs> The Golden Hawk. Man, I just feel like if you're driving a Golden Hawk, you should have a jacket that says Golden Hawk on the back. Yeah, yeah. That, like, it's your wife made. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> like, bedazzled. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like some cars, if you were own, to own them, it would just almost affect not only your your what you'd wear, right, right. in terms of your wardrobe is the yeah. word I was looking for, but also just your lifestyle in general, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah, yeah. Down from the music that you listen to, to a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Everything. Yeah. Um, hey, this car's been in a few movies because it's such a interesting model. Um, man, I, I don't know if you remember this at all. Tell me. Do you remember Rain Man? Oh, yes, absolutely. Was that a Golden Hawk in Rain Man? There was a Golden Hawk. Now, I don't not know the, not if the main it was car. featured like, as okay, the hero okay. car or anything, okay, okay. but it had some screen time. Um, Saving Mr. Banks? Oh, yeah. There was, an, a, there was a, a, a Golden Hawk right. as well. That's right, actually. I have to Dude, do you remember 1994 through 1999's TV show Viper, which was kind of like starring nobody really like famous, but, but it was about kind of a Dodge Viper? <laughs> I do now. That, yes, 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 yes. Was it Black Viper or was it Red? I think it was actually Silver. Really? Which both of those guesses would, would absolutely think what, what would be. I'm thinking Knight Rider. Um, yeah, when you I are, say black, you are thinking. And then when he said Viper, I thought V, the TV series of V. What was the show with Pamela Anderson? Baywatch? No, she had her own show. Oh, v- VIP? V- yes. Something like that. <laughs> okay, thank you for mentioning that. Because, okay, VIP and Viper, that's kind of similar. Yeah, there you go. Because when I saw, when I, when I was doing my extensive research for this program, right. and I saw Viper, I was like, whoa, is that the Pamela Anderson show? But no, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so interested. I'm going to go to Netflix and I want to I start. I'm going to binge I watch say, Viper. I want to say I can vaguely remember the advertising. I watched a lot of 9210 in the 90s. Okay. <laughs> well, seems like we both should know more about Viper than we do at this point. Yeah. But uh, anyway, for some reason, they featured a 57 Studebaker Golden nice. Hawk. Really great choice. Um, another thing about this car, it was kind of a precursor to the early 60s muscle car. Yeah. And that's yeah, kind of started yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as mm-hmm. the first year of this vehicle in 56 would, would have been featuring a 352 cubic inch Packard V8. The next year in 57, which is what you chose, mm-hmm. they put a Studebaker engine that was a 275 horsepower supercharged V8, a very heavy motor, and um, kind of kind of front heavy is what is what I find about this car, but um, very fast. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Only four of, 41 of these cars were created in a specific model, which was called the 400, by the way. So, oh, wow. when you're looking to spend that big money on your 57, what you want to look for is... Let me add is, another 200 grand to that. You Probably so. You <laughs> yeah. Wanna, yeah. If you want the 400 model, you're only going to find that uh, 41 were made, and so get okay. ready to uh, to spend some bucks. Okay. Got it. All right, man. you got a couple of really cool cars in your garage so far. Okay. Um, now, this next one's the last car, right? Yeah. Right. No, no, that's right. No, no, i got two more cars. i got two more cars. Right? Do you know? Yeah, because we... Yeah, yeah, I got two more cars. 
Okay. Oh, yeah, you do. You yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot. I forgot. Okay, so two down. And two to go. And three to go. Choices. Well, three, yeah, three, three, yeah. The last but you only got a, a couple of cars because you're going to hit us with something uncar related here at the I'll end. The so, yeah, what's your what's your next vehicle? Next car, because we'll keep going in your order. Um, uh, a '65, only, and really, this is just because it's the first, and I always like to have the first of it of yeah. something. Typically, unless it's specific, like something Dad wanted or whatever. Yeah. Um, a '65 Shelby Mustang. Okay. Yes. Um, and the story behind that it's not a long one, but. Um, when my daughter, who is uh, now 20, uh, college student, was born, we were I remember staying in the kitchen, talking with her mom, trying to figure out what we were going to name her. And I was thinking, man, okay, so I had all these great guy names. I didn't, you know, typical guy, I didn't think of many girl names. Okay. Meaning zero. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I'm like, I, literally in the kitchen, I thought about it for like five minutes. We're just standing there and I'm like... What's a cool car? What's a cool car? There's got to be a cool car out there. I'm like, Shelby Mustang. I'm like, cool. Like, Do you want to name her Shelby? And she was like, that's a, oh, that's a really cool name. I was like, oh, it just came to me. Wow. I don't know. Never told her mom that's what she was named after Okay. Um, until you know years later. But yeah, so my how daughter is, is named after the Shelby Mustang. How does she feel about her middle name being Mustang? Is that something? Oh, well, that I'm she... sorry. Her middle name's not Mustang. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Close. I thought you were going to really go for it there. No, no. But now she wants, she's like, I want a Shelby Mustang because I'm named after her. Right on, man. Well so done. I figured if I have a spot to put something in there, I'd put a you know a Shelby Mustang in there too. Absolutely. Uh, for, for her. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much the story behind that. That's that, a pretty good that one. choice. Yeah, for cars. sure. And really, if there was like a really cool 2020, in fact, the 2020 Shelby Mustang, I was just reading, I think... Uh-huh. Stock will go 185 miles an hour. Yeah, uh, the 700 horsepower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, you could if if you were like, we don't have the 65, but we can give you a 2020 of I it. Mean, yeah. Cool. Are there any cars that you can just think of off the top of your head that you kind of like the name of? Like you just think that's a cool name of a car. Well, Lamborghini is just when you're a kid, you know. You're, oh yeah, you're absolutely. Lamborghini and Lamborghini Guntash. You know, <laughs> that's right. The Guntash, the Diablo. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So all those, all those are the are, Aventador. Yeah, these are yeah, these yeah. are cool names. No, um, so, Alfa Romeo was always a cool. Yes. Look and feel like the the, the logo and just Alfa Romeo. It absolutely. Cool, you know? Totally. Totally. I like, um, I'll just be honest with you. Like I like, there's, uh, I like the name of the Nissan Juke. I think that, I think that Juke is a cool name. Now I think it's a terrible looking car. It's a little SUV. You know, it's just kind of a forgettable. Yeah. 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 The golf's good. Good name. I think the golf. Absolutely. Any day. Yeah. There are other cars I can't think of right now that have great names, by the way. And I'd love to share them with you. But I'm not going to. There's a lot of Suzuki's, probably. Yeah, man. Suzuki. Not a Suzu. Remember Suzu? I do remember yeah, Suzu. The Suzu guy, the commercial. Yes, the guy. yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, the Suzu yeah. Pup was the name of the truck, actually. There you go. I can't tell you any other name of a vehicle that they had. <laughs> but thanks for bringing up the Suzu guy. Rodeo, Suzu Rodeo. The Rodeo, dude. Yeah, You're right. Rodeo's that was really popular, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, the '65 <laughs> Shelby Mustang GT350, right? Yes. Windsor 289 with a four-barrel carburetor. It would be a 300-horsepower vehicle. 
the deal with this car was that they would take it from Ford into Shelby Carroll's little garage or whatever. And they would do things like put a high-rise manifold and put headers on it. Yeah. Kind of stuff you can do like today if you just get a J.C. Whitney catalog, basically, (laughs) all right? They'd put some bigger brakes on the front and back. And and, uh, interesting note, though, that um, the 65, that first year only, 350, GT350, it only came in Wimbledon white with blue... Racing stripes, what are called rocker stripes, uh, across the bottom right. of the doors. Right, right, right. And then at the dealer, typically what they would do is they would put the what's called the Le Mans stripes mm. across the, the hood and the roof and the trunk. Right. So mostly what you're going to find today is that, that they have those stripes along the top because everybody wants the racing stripes. Right. And that's what I know you had, had asked me what I wanted. That's right. I like the reverse. I like the blue. Yeah. And I like the double offset white white racing stripes uh, offset like, meaning that going over like the driver's side yeah basically. it's asymmetrical yeah, in that yeah. Way. there's something about it that's pretty cool yeah yeah it looks yeah, really cool. yeah i always think about european cars having that look more so than american cars yeah, but yeah, do we yeah. see classic i'm just i'm just wondering do we see many classic cars with, with offset stripes i don't i mean no i mean maybe maybe like the you know like the muscle cars and stuff and you know and, and obviously all custom so but i'll just say i like when somebody does something a little bit different that's oh, not predictable yeah, yeah, yeah. However, there are certain color choices that I don't I don't approve of. Have you ever seen a car with like I mean just let me let me just say this. I'll I'll see like a like a navy blue car with pink racing stripes on it. Oh yeah, there's just some yeah. color combinations well, or like as a, a graphic silver designer, and maroon. Just, yeah, yeah. There's stuff that just makes me cringe. Right. There are things that you just say, "Hey man, you know what? Maybe you should have talked to somebody about that." So, as we're saying this, there is an alt color combo I would t- I would probably take over the blue with the white racing okay. stripes. And I totally forgot about this, but I've seen this done before and it looks super slick. Um, jet, 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 jet black. Yes. With black rims and the Hot Wheels tires. The red line oh, Hot yeah, Wheels dude. tires on them. For sure. That's a pretty slick one. Yeah, I know. With Always. Some, with some red leather interior. Absolutely. <laughs> and dude, and you know what, man? You get out of that car and I want to see you wear nothing but a turtleneck sweater <laughs> And the shaftiest leather jacket, right? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Some oh tight man, jeans. for sure, dude. Yeah, yeah. Some and boots. some toms. Oh, I was gonna say some boots <laughs> no. with like some metal tips on them. Or dude, I want you looking like Richie Sambora. Oh, okay, okay from Bon one. Jovi. All right. yeah. uh, totally. <laughs> I feel like I had his. Uh, I feel like I had his solo album. Richie Zimbora. You were Richie's, the one that bought that. Yes, that was you. That was me. That <laughs> yeah. was me. Um, and that will probably that will probably be edited out. That little <laughs> section right there. That's just we're just gonna put that. That'll be a deep cut. Yeah, nice. All right, dude. You gave us three really great choices. You got one more car choice, and yes. then something else coming behind that, which is going to blow our minds. So, what's your oh. what's your last car choice? Um, okay, I have no clue the year. I'm pretty sure it's '80s. It might be earlier than that but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter the year because it's a delorean and we all know why tell us why you <laughs> no listen people don't know this about you but people that know you maybe know this about you i've shared yeah i've shared this story with okay. with, with plenty of people but tell us why the delorean is is important to you well okay first off i think we most of us know it, it comes mm-hmm. from the movie back to the future none of us would have probably most most common folk would have never heard of a delorean if it hadn't been for Back to the Future, for right? sure, um, because that's the, the that the car is one of the characters in the movie. One of the best examples of a car being a character in a movie, absolutely, is totally. Back to the yeah, Future. Yeah, um, and then just the movie is probably 
it's one A or one B as my favorite all time movie. One, the other one being Ghostbusters. Okay. Um, so you know, I saw it in the theaters again. A time of my time in my life, when my dad was still alive. I visit him on the weekends. We it was always fun. We'd go ride go karts, video games, movies. You mm-hmm. know, it was just a great time every weekend. I looked forward to that. Um, and movies was a, a big thing. Um, and this is when movie theaters were still like small screen in the in the mall. You know, you could like walk in like a normal storefront almost, and, yeah. and it'd be in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and so went and saw Back to the Future. Um, Everything from the soundtrack to the story, and then down down to the hey, I really like the skateboard that he's riding. That yeah. looks really cool. How he flips it up and catches it. Yeah, like that's kind of it. Sketching on the back of that jeep. Yeah, thing. and what's funny that was cool to me, but something about watching him flip it up at the end. Yeah. and hand it to the kid in the in the you know afterwards. That's right. I was like, that's really cool, dude. Do you remember? <laughs> Do you remember what brand of skateboard he rides? Oh gosh, it was oh man, it was white. I know that, and it had I think it had white trucks on it. I'm pretty sure it had white trucks. I'm trying to think. It's and not, the one that I'm talking about, by the way, is like at the beginning right, of the yeah, first yeah, movie yeah, when, that, he's, when he's when he's going to his, school. It puts his, his his backpack on and slides it and it hits yeah, the case yeah, of plutonium. Absolutely. Um, oh, gosh, it had split grip tape. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I want to say it's a vision. I would, that'd dude. Be my that's guess. so close. Well, what is it? It's a Volterra. Volterra. Do you remember Volterra, man? Was that like the store brand, dude? Volterra was basically like Nash your, what Veriflex became. Okay, okay. It was okay. what Nash totally was. You're yeah. right. You're right. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it was a Volterra. And so you just think about like whenever I see product placement placement like that, I just think it's so interesting, you know, to again know that like they paid, you know, they wrote a check. Oh, for Michael J. Fox to be to be riding a Volterra board, and it still didn't help. Yeah, no, it, it did not. <laughs> it well, did not. interesting enough, we mentioned Nash, so that led to me getting my first skateboard. Okay, which okay. was the Nash board that everyone knows which with, w- with the script tape with the suns cut out on the. It said Nash on the top. Yeah, it, was, it yeah. Would almost looked like a penny board. That's right. And it had the suns cut out of the grip tape mm-hmm, on top, mm-hmm. um, with the red wheels. Um, clear, the clear red. Was it just kind of like a generic graphic on the bottom, or I was think, it like one of the other? I think it was wood, like the executioners. Just, oh, okay. It was okay. just, just a, a simple a wood board with okay. black grip tape with the design on the grip tape, basically, so you can okay. see it when you ride or whatever. I feel like when you say Nash, like perfect '80s pig shaped board, I think mm-hmm. of the executioner. Mm-hmm. The executioner graphic was. A dragon with a scorpion tail oh, that that was standing on a pile of skulls. <laughs> oh, I do remember that. That's very. They're like, what are skateboarders like? Yes, we'll put it all in one graphic. That's exactly right. It was <laughs> yeah. a hodgepodge. It yeah. was a it was a veritable gumbo of all the things that really got skaters excited: scorpion tails, dragons, and skulls. So yeah. So okay. So yeah, I would. Uh, and, and and I hey, that movie and and that car and the skateboarding. Put me talking about putting somebody on a path. Yeah, that put me on a total path that opened up um, me to music I'd never heard of, skateboarding, the culture that that I that did all that basically. Yeah, so it was like Back to the Future, skateboarding led to the you know played in playing in a punk rock band in in high school. Yeah, to DJing after high school. To, to all this other stuff that's kind of led to where I'm at today, you know, and I have this kind of history of right. art and, and this eclectic kind of mix of things that I do. I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's and killer. I kind of owe it all to Back to the Future. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that, and that, so Dude. obviously 
I could put some skateboards next to the car. Yeah, I think I'll have a little room to put skateboards, but we're talking yeah. cars. So on the wall. You can, you can have a wall. We'll put the DeLorean. We'll put the DeLorean in one of those spots. So, I mean, let's talk about Huey Lewis, right? Oh, like, <laughs> how great was it? How hilarious was it when Huey Lewis stands up, you know, at the tryout and says, too darn loud. Yeah, it's awesome. And, um, I mean, a lot. I'm sure a lot of people listening would not, might know this, but he didn't want to do it. Oh, yeah? Because he was afraid it was going to hurt his image. If people recognized him dressed like a stiff, he was wow. really, really. They, he really fought doing it. Like he, and they finally convinced him, like it's gonna be cool. I had no idea. Yeah, 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 wow, totally. Man. And so, like, and I, you know, obviously as a kid, I don't know who that is. Yeah, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you put on a wig and glasses, you can fool me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you know? only later though did you did you I was find like, that that's out? That's Huey Lewis. Yeah. How did you? Do you remember how you felt about that? Were you just like, dude, right on? Dude, man. I thought it was cool, man. Funny. I thought it was totally cool. Yeah, yeah. Because that was again, like I said, the soundtrack of that movie, um, heavily influenced by Huey Lewis. Yeah. Um, obviously all the '50s stuff and everything, Chuck Berry and all that. But for sure. But uh, yeah. So my uncle, you know, knew that I liked that movie and I liked the soundtrack. I liked the power love the song from yeah. this movie, and so he bought me Huey Lewis tape. Back in time, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, back in time, yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Back in time is probably one of my probably my favorite Huey Lewis song. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so he bought me a uh, four Huey Lewis four, mm-hmm. and so I started listening to that, and then he bought me sports, mm-hmm. and so yeah, and so I, I always thank my uncle for that too, keeping that Huey Lewis flame burning. Was four before <laughs> sports? Because like to I, me, I, I can't, sports is like the always, album. Is, is yeah. sports is kind of like the. I think four was after quintessential sports. album. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I'm not. I'm not 100. percent And I think four might even been like a greatest hits. I can't remember. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's any <laughs> Huey Lewis record you buy is going to have like Power Love and and you know stuck oh, sure. st- you know stuck with you and all yep. that on it. They just figure out a way yep. to put that on all the records. One new drug. Yeah 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 um, yeah. yeah. No. I mean, when we think about the trilogy of these movies, though, we got to see Flea, right? Yes. Do some acting. Yes. We yes. got to see uh, ZZ, Top. ZZ Top. Yeah, yeah. You know, twirl their guitars. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When I when I saw, so they shot. I don't know if you know this, but they shot two and three together. Okay. They had shot both movies already, pretty much in the can when two came out. Okay. That's why I don't know if you remember, but in the theaters there was a long trailer. For three, right after two, oh yeah, ended. It was, and then it said to be like after one, they took off in the air, yeah, and it said to be uh, continued. After two, they showed all that three footage and it said to be concluded. Okay, and okay. so like okay. it was so hype. I remember I getting, I like, dude, and that was one of the scenes they used in that trailer was ZZ Top spinning those guitars. That's right. And I was like, what? It was just like too yeah. much. It was like sensory overload. <laughs> too much to handle. I got to go get a Pepsi. I'm <laughs> yeah. freaking out. Yeah, I think there's something. I see something. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay, by the way, you, you mentioned Ghostbusters. Yeah. And I don't know. I know how they tie together. The two, the, Do they? Just, well, there's just six degrees of separation. Okay. So Huey okay. Lewis won a new drug. A Ghostbuster. I mean, the, the producers for Ghostbusters approached Huey Lewis to change I Want a New Drug to... The Ghostbusters song, he refused. Hugh Lewis gets a call from one of his guys. Says, "Hey, there's a guy Ray Parker Jr. that stole your riff from I Want a New Drug, and he's rap- and he's rapping Ghostbusters over it." Hugh Lewis sued. They won. They settled out of court. So, so those two movies do tie together, dude. No, I had no idea. You didn't know that? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So Ray Parker Jr. directly ripped. I want a new drug. Okay. Riff. Okay. After Hugo Lewis refused to let them use it. How about that, man? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool. Thank you for like tying that together. For yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. No. So it doesn't really t- tie the two movies together. But no, it ties no, not at all. Us. But again, six degrees of separation. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Ghostbusters 2? 
I'm cool with it. Okay. I feel a lot. I feel. I feel better about Ghostbusters three whenever that happens. Okay. I'm ready for Ghostbusters three. Ghostbusters two is cool uh-huh. with the what's his name? Uh, e- not Igor, but uh, you know the guy, the the yeah. foreign dude that uh-huh. turns into the monster and all that stuff. Right. He was. He, he was. Yeah. You know, he's he's cool. Whatever. But. I didn't see the most recent Ghostbusters. I have not either, and I'll, that's probably one that you can get get me in some hot yeah. water. Okay, so we <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of of the, the remakes. And we can the, move on. That's cool. The politicizing <laughs> of the remakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I hear you. <laughs> but hey, I'm all for people trying new things. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but yes, Ghostbusters three is still supposed to happen, from what I understand. Okay, and there's a tr- there's a mini teaser trailer um, out there. Interesting. For, yeah, I had not heard that. Yeah. Didn't know. Yeah. So yeah, man, the DeLorean, you're right. Uh, mid eighties, not really much information about that, but as I asked you earlier, you're not <laughs> you're not saying you want just like a like a bone stock DeLorean. You're saying like you would prefer oh, a DeLorean yeah. that has the Back to the Future business. I mean if we're just you know, we're on. playing in a dream world. Yeah, dude, I'm saying would, what you want to be able to I, drive down your street. I would want the one used in the one of the many used in the right. movie, obviously. The big exhaust in the back. Yeah. I'm, you want the No, I'm saying capacitor. I want I want the one that like you want Michael J. Fox sat yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now did you know like the story of the of the DeLorean that was out at Universal Studios? That burned up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That basically yeah. just got like vandalized and, and deteriorated and then yes. the lots caught on fire and so they lost a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bummer, huh? like, yeah, let me have it. No kidding, man. It'd still be here nice and clean. For sure. So yeah, you take okay, so you take the actual car. Which would be pretty amazing. But you know? it, obviously, we'll start with the stock. Okay. Just get me a stock one in the garage. Yeah. Yeah. If we can make it look like, you know, the time travel mm-hmm. version, then obviously, yeah. Who doesn't and, want to drive around with that? And as you mentioned earlier, really without the movie, that car would have been really kind of forgotten. It, it would have just been a be another piece of automotive that, yeah, history. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But not not a cultural icon. Right. You know, again, think about another vehicle that when you see it, you just think of the movie. I mean, that's oh, that's yeah. really. I can't. I mean, aside from, again, Ghostbusters, we'll go back there. You mean, you know, the the hearse, yeah. the white hearse with the sirens mm-hmm. on top, obviously. Mm-hmm. But but the this Ecto, is still, yeah, the Ecto one, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you could still see, like, you, it was still a DeLorean, like yeah. in this movie. It wasn't For like sure. just, like what kind of car even is that? You know, right? As right. It was in Ghostbusters and in Back to the Future, it was like. Oh, what's this car with the with the gold wing style, you know, mm-hmm. doors or whatever? And so at, at one point, I had a job near this business that would um, remodel and restore DeLoreans, so that they would have seven or eight DeLoreans at all times, just sitting out in the parking lot, and thought that was cool. And in That's fact, cool. I don't really remember the name of the business, but they, I think, even to this day, they still exist, and they have. What I believe is like the largest part of or the largest selection of aftermarket parts for DeLoreans, even still. So kind of cool thing. Kind of there's a little Houston um, trivia for you right there. Nice. Yeah, Very pretty cool. cool. All right, good choice. Very cool. Um, that was your fourth vehicle. Yes. You have one more bay. Slots. Yeah. And what would you put? What would you put in that last garage space? Well, I mean, I do appreciate you giving me some, you know, <laughs> some pointers on like it doesn't always have to be cars. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, so uh, it would be a kind of a hybrid music studio slash uh, record uh, collection storage, I guess, so to speak. So right on. I, so I think I have enough records to kind of get it to make a good dent in the space, but yeah. that would give me way more space to to put more in, and then. You know, fill it with some, uh, you know, set of drums and some recording equipment and right on whatever. Kind of a place for everything. Yeah. How many records do you have right now? 
Oh man, the room that we're sitting in that has them. Um, there's probably there's a few thousand here. Okay, at least a couple thousand. Like they're like these hold about a seventy five to a hundred, depending on how packed they are. These right. cubes that they are in, and so you know you can kind of do do rough math there. So right on. It used to be a lot more, probably double this, but I sold a lot. I've sold a lot off. Just, okay, you know I've got. And I still do. I probably still have four or five copies of certain records. Was that a hard thing to do, like to decide when it was time to get a no? I'm not, a I don't get attached to stuff really. That's, okay. As 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 you know, like a record collector, I guess should. Um, but yeah, you know, meaning you weren't emotionally attached to these albums, but you could kind of just practically mindedly say, oh, I don't think I really need this one anymore. I'm, I don't listen to it, or it's not. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I said earlier, being a DJ, you know there are certain records that I, that I like to play a lot. So I'd keep multiple copies of. So when I wear out copies or whatever happens, sure. Um, I don't need four or five copies of this record. So let me sell three of them, you gotcha. know, keep a couple or whatever. Um, or just, you know what? Like I, and I do, I have some that, you know, I want to keep just cause they were really hard to find or like, they're just really unique. You know, um, you know, I've got one record that is, um, <clears throat> they only made 400 copies of, um, which doesn't, doesn't, which seems like a lot, but you know, it's not. And it was, uh, as a group called tickled pink. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're a funk group from Dallas that, um, they were not musicians. They, I mean, they were musicians, but they weren't professional musicians and they went, did a little tour, had a, had enough money to scrape up to record a 45 uh, with a really sick drum break at the beginning cool. of it that's highly sought after and sampled. Cool. It's been featured in a lot of like, te- and it's a lot of Texas funk compilations. Like, this is a rare record to find. I found it at a Goodwill for 25 cents. It's probably worth about $800. Dude. <laughs> I, I, how, I mean, can you just like real quickly, yeah, yeah. just describe like that moment? Oh, when, I, when can, I absolutely remember it. I was, it's just, it was a, it, Goodwill that had literally a stack of maybe 10 45s, which to me, I would normally just pass over. Okay. Um, you know, now when I go, I, cause I used to, when I used to record dig, I would go into warehouses, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm talking millions of records, yeah. climbing over records. So when I see a stack of 10, I'm just like, eh, I could, you know, so I gave it a token look and I'm, we're talking Olivia Newton, John, and like all this, just just ridiculous stuff. Right. The typical like, stuff yeah. that you, that you'd see. Yeah. Just stuff like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. sitting right in the middle of it was this, and I looked at it and looked at it and looked at it. And I was like, that's a tickled pink 45. This is like one of the, this is the rarest record I've ever held in my hand. Yeah. Um, and I, there was no price on it, which is scary in a goodwill because a lot of times they don't sell you stuff without prices. Okay. On it. Um, and so I, Took it to a lady at a hand. I kind of showed it to her. I was holding it in my hand. Yeah. I said, "How much is record?" She took it from me, and I was like, like almost had a heart attack, and watched her. And she was like, "25 cents." And typically, they write the price on the label. Uh-huh. I was like, "Can you please not write the price on it?" And she was like, "Yeah, yeah." So she went up to the front with me. Um, the lady was like, "There was a line," um, and I said, "Hey, can you just tell the cashier that?" I said, "I'll just give you a dollar for it right now." And she's like, "Okay." So like. I gave her a dollar, walked out of the place. Okay. I just wanted to get out of there. I'm yeah, like, I yeah. want to get out of here with this No record. turning back. Yeah, yeah, and not have any hang-ups. So I'm thinking I, you're like not wanting to make any eye contact with anybody no, at no, this no. point, just like not wanting to hear They're like, sir, do you want a bag? Sir? I was like, no, I just like took it. and Because it, usually, typically, when I go rec- looking for records and stuff, I have like a little bag that I can put records okay. in. Put it in there, drove it home, cleaned it. Um, it sounds actually very nice for for how i found it okay um yeah so it's definitely my that's killer yeah yeah man that's hilarious (laughs) that's awesome 
Okay, well, hey, um, with your picks, yeah. I thought that it would be interesting for us you, for for you to give us kind of a top five within a top five. Right. So when it comes to just albums that you feel like, hey, this is an album that I'm going to cruise to, or this is an album that I'm going to listen to at home, or, you know, again, in that studio, right. surrounded by your other records, what give us your quick Chad Swigert top five albums that, they didn't take, that cannot be missed. They didn't take long. When you told me we were going to talk about this, yeah. that didn't take long for me to come up with these. And, and the way I based this was on... Uh, can I listen to this record from start to finish? Yeah. There's a lot of songs I like on a lot of records, um, a lot of artwork I like on a lot of records, but there's not a lot of records that I can listen to start to finish. <clears throat> so, first record um, would be Street Lady by Donald Byrd, um, okay. jazz trumpeter. Um, I love Donald Byrd. I absolutely, he's got the most recognizable, to me anyway, a most recognizable sound. As soon as I hear it, I'm like, that's Donald Byrd. Okay. It has this real light um, heartfelt kind of gladness in his playing, and then Street Lady was um, uh, had just just these really nice, um, not super heavy, but de- real defined kind of funk undertones, and so it just was a perfect blend. I love jazz music, right on. And um, it give us was, an idea of when this album was was put out. I think probably. this is in the seventies. I typically so typically when I would dig for records to play as a DJ. Um, I would look for between 68 to 74. That was kind of the sweet okay. spot for good funk records. Now it's, it's extended now because now you've got like a lot of electro stuff in late 70s, early 80s that is kind of, it's vintage now. Yeah, you know? sure. Um, but so yeah, I think that was in like, it, it's right around like in that era, probably closer to 72, right I would think. But yeah, it's a, it's an absolute, I can listen to that any time of day, start to finish. Cool. Easy, easy record. Okay. Um, next one? Yeah. And these are in no particular order. Sure. Um, next one is a classic, um, Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. Okay. Um, probably my favorite jazz musician of all time. I love Miles Davis. Not my favorite trumpeter because Donald Byrd is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, anything and everything about Miles Davis. I, you know, I'm thinking, I mean, I would also like his, his more uh, psychedelic stuff too. I probably prefer that over. That's kind of what I was going to ask you next. Yeah, Live actually. Evil. And, and um, the other one that will remain nameless. Um, I don't know if you allow cursing on your show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a play on the word witches brew. Right, right. Um, those two records are are just phenomenal. I love them. Yeah. But there's something about hearing uh, kind of blue that it's just it's got this. I mean, it just feels like America. You know, it feels mm-hmm. like the birth of like something that's going to turn into this. Like I don't know. It just right feels on. like. Oh, this is guy's gonna change jazz, you know, like yeah, the birth yeah. of cool, you know, like like this is him, for like, sure. So you hear that first that first kind of kind of blue riff, you're just like, wow, it's, this is something special, awesome, so, yeah, awesome man. So yeah, um, third record um, is Earth Rot by David Axelrod. Okay, David Axelrod, um, phenomenal producer, worked with uh, records with Lou Rawls. Um, probably most, I would say maybe most famously worked with the electric prunes, a psychedelic group. Um, they had a record called mass and F minor. That was just mind blowing. Um, really, uh, his solo stuff didn't veer too far from what, how he produced certain guys, except for Lou Rawls, obviously Lou Rawls is pretty classic, you know? Yeah. Um, but his stuff is super spacey and dark and, 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 experimenting with volume in just a, hmm. you would have like these just moments of almost silence followed that led up to these almost deafening full on orchestra and choir. But again, his beats were so 
funk heavy and super heavy drums. I mean, just and just raw and just uh, James Brown like, you know. Um, uh, and the bass player uh, Carol Kay, um, she is just one of my favorite bass players. And it's just it all around. David Axelrod stuff is good. Um, okay. Good, good, good. Check out David Axelrod stuff again. About the same time period, late sixties. Yeah, yeah. His, 70s. Uh, I think. Earth Rock came out in 70. I know before that he had Songs of Innocence and Songs of Experience were 68 and 69. I think then Earth Rock and then he was took, or maybe 71, but then he took a few years off and then made, I think, Heavy Axe and a couple other records. Um, one of my favorite DJs, DJ Shadow, who basically was my the entryway for me into DJing. Mm-hmm. I heard his stuff, sampled David Axrod's super heavily on his first record okay and that's kind of how i got introduced to david axelrod through dj shadow right and uh yeah it's yeah it's super so good stuff instrumental stuff mostly instrumental uh, mostly instrumental songs of innocence and experience are that's why i like earth rot because there's spoken word on it okay. and there's a choir okay. um and so but and it's all about it's kind of a a, a statement um on uh you know taking care of our planet and, and things like okay. that. So it was kind of political in a, yeah. in a way, yeah. but it just has this really great, I mean, they, they, you know, the first line that you hear is in the beginning, God said, you know, and all this stuff. So yeah. they kind of go with Genesis and mm-hmm. it just, it's just really cool. And again, really kind of spooky and dark and like, you know, that sixties haunted house kind of feel, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's super cool stuff. So this kind of makes me wonder what, <laughs> what do you feel like is your, is your favorite way to, to experience like that album or even what you've expressed so far? Is it going to be on the record player? Is it going to be yeah. headphones? I mean, what? I'm not an audiophile. I'll, I'm not one of these people that like, Oh, I have this special chair that I sit in the center of the room with 20 speakers pointing right. at my face. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just, Dude, I'm like, can I can I listen to an Axelrod record? You know, whatever. Obviously, my current way, um, more than more times than not, is Spotify. You know, yeah. while I'm working yeah. on a graphic design. Mm-hmm. But I guess, um, especially for David Axelrod stuff, because it's heavily a lot of that early uh, that '60s to '70s stuff is recorded in stereo because it was like, oh, this is awesome sounding. Yeah. Um, but David Axelrod stuff in stereo, so definitely with some decent headphones. Mm-hmm. I would say at least. Um, I always tell people when they say that vinyl sounds better, I'm like, no, it feels better. Mm-hmm. Um, CD, you know, quality or, you know, whatever, um, high bit rate, it, it sounds better. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So vinyl definitely feels better For to sure. me. Um, this, and it's, I think that's a, a generational thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think many, you know, 15-year-olds are like, dude, vinyl sounds so much better you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure they're used to hearing it nice and crystal clear, you know. For sure, right. So, yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, some good headphones, I yeah. guess. Do you uh, give any credence to kind of the, the idea that you should enjoy the music for whatever whatever it was kind of released on, what it was meant to be played on when it first came out? Do you think that there's some value to that? Maybe, I guess. I, I, I mean, I'm kind of a point A to point B guy. Okay. I'm like... Man, I really want to listen to some Axelrod. What's closest thing to me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, <laughs> or whatever. So, cool man. Three yeah, yeah. M. Yeah, what's yeah. your What's your fourth pick? Okay, fourth one um, is a little is is a lot newer. I think it's from 2014. It's by a group. I say group. It's a guy mm-hmm. that is poses as a group. I guess uh, Brother Tiger, okay. all one word. Um, Out of touch by Brother Tiger. Um, there's something about this record, man. Um, it sounds a lot like Echo and the Bunnymen kind of, mm-hmm. so again, I love Echo and the Bunnymen, the psychedelic furs and all that kind of new mm-hmm. wave, post-punk, whatever, but I can't listen to their albums all the way through. There's those 
three or four songs that are really cool and the rest are yeah. like they're our fillers this song is basically like one of those records that is good from front to back um just actually recently saw uh, him at the continental club mm-hmm. um got to meet him uh kind of chat like how he did some of his recording and stuff like that super again this is more uh again it sounds like echo and the bunny man kind of got that you know 80s new wave vibe to it with mm-hmm. some new technology mixed in you know stuff like that yeah so so totally uh recommend would recommend that album too that's right a on. good one um last yep but not definitely not least definitely not least and I'm this sure. is the one i told you earlier that might be the eye roller because a lot of people <laughs> roll their eyes at this <clears throat> the queen is dead by the smiths okay okay all right <laughs> i am an absolute huge morrissey fan okay i love morrissey <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um i'm like i'm one step away from the people that throw roses at them i won't do that um but i definitely am like thinking yeah the opportunity struck it was right <laughs> maybe i maybe i would you know all toss right. him a rose right on. i love morrissey um and so that's usually the eye roller <laughs> oh, but the, but the, but the queen is dead um i think it's the best miss album a lot of people would argue you know meet his murder or mm-hmm. whatever but i from front to back i can listen to the queen is dead and i probably listen to it at least at least once a month more more than that probably okay okay um we're probably talking you know every couple weeks right I'll, let's sit down and listen to the, yeah the queen yeah. is dead okay so here's <laughs> what i enjoyed i recently I got to take my two eldest kids to see like a true double feature movie. And by the way, like a double feature, a, a true, I mean, let's be honest, a true, a true double feature is when you just go pay for one movie and you just stay for another. <laughs> but I like, you know, I paid for both movies for all three of us. Yeah, yeah. And it was some Saturday and it was, it was some big movie followed by another big movie. Well, um, the, one of those movies was Bumblebee. Okay. This, okay. this yeah, Transformer. Transform. Did you see it? I have not seen it. Am I about to, is there, is there a Smith's? What it, what's there the totally is, man. What yeah, is she's listening to the Smiths, and I can't <laughs> tell you the track right now. But I think also she's wearing at another time she's wearing a Smiths T-shirt, and so I was like, I have to go see the movie now. Yeah, man. I was. I really thought, hey, that is a uh, good for them, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's gonna that's gonna get some kids who have never heard of the Smiths when that's they can really hear cool. it. And then, and I mean, even to the point of, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's like written on the like maybe like as a mixtape. It's written on a cassette like a, tape and then played and that obviously she's wearing it on her t-shirt right. as well. So, you know, man, you gotta, you gotta be like, Hey, that's good move on you guys, man. That's the way to do yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, I think the thing, one of the things I, I tell, and I won't say it too loud, uh, Google, uh, I won't use the, uh, <laughs> so, so she doesn't turn on, um, is to play, uh, the Smith, uh, radio on shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> I say that probably, eh, you know, yeah, probably, twice a day <laughs> so you mentioned a couple other bands too though but who do you think is kind of like the perfect like cocktail when you want to listen to some smiths who else might you kind of put in Plug along in with there? that for, for playlist yeah oh man um gosh like some of the ones that i mentioned echo and the bunny men um psychedelic furs um joy division for sure yeah. joy division yeah. um early new order 80s like late 80s new order yeah. i start to kind yeah. of to fall off a little bit okay. for me um, the Cocktoo Twins, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, gosh, there's so many. I'm, I'm forgetting probably a thousand. But yeah, that kind, that kind of mix. some like Baja Oh, yeah, Baja. That's another like, Peter Murphy. Right? Peter yeah, Murphy. Had Bob tickets Bold. to see Peter Murphy. was too old and tired to go. I, was, uh-huh. uh, I didn't go see Peter Murphy. But <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so yeah, Baja for sure. Yeah, okay. that's that kind of stuff. Right on. For right sure. on. 
Dude, I gotta, I gotta admit, man, I'm not rolling my eyes on that choice. I'm like full on with you. <laughs> okay, good. I don't know if it's, and I mean, you've probably been a fan for for years and years, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But there's just something about for me. I feel like something about my age and like what I want to hear around the house. Yeah. That's just that's just kind of a sweet spot right now, man. More so, it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And then my wife, of course, has always been a fan. So shout, really? out, shout out to Mandy. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, she's always been, you know, I'll barely met her the other day, but okay. So since I was a maniac, I mean, just everything that's kind of around. Maniac, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we could sit here and talk another two hours, probably about some of our favorite female Absolutely. vocalists and bands and stuff like that as well. But um, and when, the one that was hard to keep, to keep off the list, um, honorable mention, honorable mention, and I even hate to put it in that category, but it's, <laughs> uh, I would have to say a greatest hits album because again I, that's why i didn't make the list yeah uh nirvana i mean okay n- nirvana like nevermind is great but there's just some songs that i skip you yeah. know what i mean there's a few yeah. songs that i skip and I, and mainly because they got played too much smell right. like teen spirit is like the last nirvana song you're not really to. sitting through no smell like teen period. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah 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 so yeah but yeah that was definitely honorable mention something but but maybe the black album the one that came out just kind of recently with yeah. the, the new song on it you know mm-hmm. the, the last I like that. I like that album a lot. So, right on. So I like that. So. Hey man, thank you for sharing those choices. Those are great. Oh man, yeah, those are good great. picks. This has been great. And we've, you know, I feel like in some ways we just kind of skimmed the surface. Like some of your car picks were so good. <laughs> Music choices are so great, good as well. I could probably, I mean, you could probably give me a top one hundred. I know we don't have time for that. We've probably already gone too long with this. Yeah, yeah. Chad, you're awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us. John, thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And uh, listeners. Go listen to some good music, okay? Go yeah. look at some go look at some pictures of some cool cars that maybe you weren't hip to before now. And uh as always, we like to say, drive it like you borrowed it from a friend and you know, that means that like <laughs> fill up the gas tank, you know, like if you're gonna borrow it to move some stuff, fill it up before you go give it to your friend. I again. thought you meant like rag it out. That's what you thought <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. All right. 